This week on Best Friends Horror Story. We would hang out there all the time every afternoon and we'd go outside and every time we would come back into this house, the house would be flooded and full of steam. I immediately take my hands off of the planchette because I was totally freaked out and I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? And then I start laughing because I look at my aunt and uncle and everybody in the room and I'm like, please stop fucking with us. Yeah. You know, like, who's fucking with the Ouija board? You never know what things are attached you to You just those. like to taunt the spirits. I have you, but I'm not going to play with you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, hi, friends. Hey there. We're back. Hope you had a good Christmas. Oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> well, this will come out like a few weeks after the new year, but still, hope you had a good Christmas. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Oh, like, yeah. All there that good things stuff. Other than Christmas. Other episodes. than Christmas. Christmas Kwanzaa. We have a guest. A guest who you just heard. She didn't even introduce herself. How rude. I know. She's not a ghost, even though she has a ghost story. She's a friend from work. <laughs> Hi. Buffy here. My friend Buffy from work. She's got a ghost story for us. And I'm I, neither Julie or I have heard it. So nope. we're very, very excited to hear it. Yep. We all know paranormal stuff is like my jam. So I'm really excited to I'm, hear this. I'm anxious already. Ready. Christine is Get anxious. ready for the bathroom hand. Oh. Like, <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm getting worried. Christine's gonna be like, hold on. Sorry, I have to go. You guys don't know this because we don't do any YouTube videos, which we will later on, but... There have been so many times where I have to make eye contact with Julie and raise my hand. I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm getting worried about what I'm talking about. And then we pause and Chrissy goes to the bathroom. Yeah, right. Once you sure. Break the yeah, sure. It's pee. Okay, so give us a little background. This story happened in 1997, actually. Oh. And it's actually like a whole bunch of history with my family with this story. So I'll have to backtrack a little bit. There was this lake that my family and I go camping at all the time back in California. I believe it's now dried up, so it doesn't exist anymore. But we used to camp there all the time as a kid. I think I was like 16, yeah, 97, so 16 years old. We were on a, a camping trip there. And my brother and I are just like hanging out down by the water. And all of a sudden, my dad comes running up to us. And he's like, hey, we have to leave. Your mom is super sick. Oh. So we're like, okay, like we don't really know what's going on. And I was kind of young and a little freaked out. So we were not sure about what was happening. So I gather my brother and I and we just head back into town. My mom seemed to be acting fairly normal, but something was kind of off and she was a little pale and we didn't really know what was going on. So my dad drove us into town and just dropped us off at my cousin's house. So my family's really small. We have just two cousins. It's myself, my brother, and my two cousins were the only kids in my entire family. Just to like backtrack this story a little bit. My cousin, Carrie, she had a really kind of troubled past growing up. We dealt with her issues, I guess, for a really long time when we were kids. And we didn't really understand what the issues were for a long time until my cousin was about in high school and she's about five years older than me. So she was about like 20 or so around this time that we were dropped off at my cousin's at my aunt and uncle's house. But before this, my cousin for most of her life had always talked about how she was followed by people in black hoods. No. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Christine's like a worst nightmare right here. I uh, bubble guts already. <laughs> oh, great. So this went on like almost 
almost my entire life, from the time I was maybe five or six, we would I would always remember my cousin Carrie freaking out about things. And probably when I was around like 10 or 11, they moved to a different part of town and things got kind of serious and she would come home from school like every single day and claim that she was being followed. And we, she always said that she was follow, being followed by people with black hoodies on. Oh, hoodies. Yeah, like in Not black Not like hoods, dementors. <laughs> well, in black hoods or black hoodies or like they would always be following her in black things in like black outfits and she would always say that there was like four or five or six people following her this went on for 10 or 15 years and even before that when we were much much younger my aunt my uncle and my mom and my dad all worked full-time this was like back in like late 80s early 90s so we would just get dumped off at my aunt and uncle's house and my cousins would watch us many times when we were kids like this one particular house that we lived on uh, or that they lived in uh, on this street called I Street in my town. We would hang out there all the time every afternoon and we'd go outside and every time we would come back into this house, the house would be flooded and full of steam. And like every, this happened constantly. And like we'd leave and play outside out front. We'd always play in the street and it was actually this kind of like dangerous neighborhoods. So we probably shouldn't have been outside. <laughs> and we'd come back inside and the bathtub would always get turned oh, on. Oh, that's some the back of the house. That's some what lies beneath shit. Yeah. Oh no. Oh god. This was like pre everything. Like we were young when this would happen. Oh, and god. this was before my cousin would start started claiming that people were following her. This was before? This is before this. Like, we oh. were, like, younger, probably, okay. like, late 80s, early 90s when this, like... In, I just... I remember this particular house, um, and it would get flooded all the time, and we would get blamed. My brother and I were the youngest. We'd always get blamed for turning the tub on and, like, flooding the house and, like, steaming up the house, and it would get cranked to, like, 100 degrees, like, every time. And this would happen in, like, 10 minutes, you know? Like, we'd be outside and then go in the house, and the house would be, like, flooded. <laughs> And so Carrie's, like, the way you walk into the house is you walk straight to the back and it was, like, Carrie's room and then the bathroom was over on the left. That was always an issue. I always got blamed for it. I was, like, the perfect scapegoat in my family. (laughs) And so I would get in trouble all the time for, like, causing all these disturbances with my cousins. I didn't do anything. Like, flash forward to high school, Carrie starts being followed and she starts actually talking about this a lot more. We end up, as a family, putting her in treatment, putting her on a bunch of medication. She got in eating disorder from all of this. She was anorexic for probably 20 years after this. And we didn't really know what was going on. Go back to the night, uh, 1997. This is probably uh, June in the beginning of the year. We leave from the lake and my dad drops us off at my aunt's house and literally just dumps us at my aunt's house. So we're just kind of hanging out. We don't really know what's going on. And for some reason, the whole family is over at the house. It's like me, my two cousins, my aunt and my uncle, and a couple other aunts and a couple neighbors were hanging out. They had just come over as just like a night and to kind of like take care of all the kids and whatever. My aunt, Carol, she is like, hey guys, let's play a game. I got this Ouija board. No. (laughs) We should play with this Ouija board. Absolutely not. We should play Ouija. Yes. We We should play Ouija board. We should play, (laughs) hey demons, it's your boy. (laughs) Precisely. Knock, knock, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I remember thinking what an odd game that was, since my family, that family is actually pretty religious. Mm. Oh, but I think and that they... my aunt, yeah, I don't think that my aunt and uncle took any of that very seriously, so she, they thought it would be this, like, fun oh, thing for us to do that probably. night. Probably. Let's conjure some spirits, friends. <laughs> Just for fun. Um, <laughs> so we sit down, and we kind of gather around in the kitchen, and it was probably about, like, 8 or 9 o'clock at nighttime, and I grew up in Southern California where it doesn't storm very much and all of a sudden mm-hmm. that night like a storm was like brewing in town and I remember it just started raining outside. I wasn't sure if this was like real, if this was something I actually remembered, but I actually called my aunts last week and she was like 100% it was like raining and stormy that night. So we're like sitting around the kitchen, it starts being rainy and stormy. She busts out the Ouija board and we're all just kind of sitting around this Ouija board and decide to turn the lights down just to create more of a scary ambiance for some reason. Ambiance. Ambiance. (laughs) And we all sit around the Ouija board and it's myself and uh, Carrie, my cousin, and my Aunt Carol and a neighbor who all had her hands on the Ouija board at the time. And I remember us just sitting there just beginning to ask the Ouija board questions. So my aunt says, is there anybody here? And immediately, the uh, little pendulum swings directly to yes. Oh, great. So, and I remember it coming right back into the middle of the board. I immediately take my hands off of the planchette because I was totally freaked out. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? And then I start laughing because I look at my aunt and uncle and everybody in the room and I'm like, please stop fucking with us. Yeah. You know, like, who's fucking with the Ouija board? And, like, they are sitting there like, we are not fucking with the Ouija board. So, again, she, my aunt's like, is everything's fine? Just put your hands back on the board. And my aunt is also kind of laughing because I don't think she takes any of this seriously. And we put our hands back on the planchette and ask again, is there anybody here? And it immediately goes to yes. So, and it comes directly back into the middle of the board. And so my aunt says, who is here? And it immediately goes to yes again. And then comes back to the middle of the board. So I remember my aunt just sitting there, we're all just sitting there wondering what the fuck is going on. And all of a sudden, the board spells out Carrie. Uh, What? And Carrie's hands are on the planchette, my hands, my aunt, and a neighbor. And you're like, very funny, Carrie. (laughs) So again... I pull my hands off of the board and I'm like, this is like not funny. Like we should actually try to see if there are any spirits here. You guys are just fucking with this. And everybody sitting at the table is like, we are not fucking around. Put our hands back on the board and ask the board who is here. And it immediately spells out Carrie, like K-A-R-I-E. And my cousin Carrie starts crying like immediately. And all of a sudden there's like thunder outside and it's like super stormy. And we're just wondering, like, what the fuck is going on right now? So my aunt's like, we should, like, figure this out, right? Like, let's figure it out. All right, gumshoes. Let's figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, like, she was, like, so fascinated with this whole event that was going on. So we sit back down, and my aunt starts to ask, like, do you live in this house? And the board spelled out sick dog. So they had a very sick dog that, like, was living in their garage at the time, Smokey. He uh, died a couple years later, but uh, he was really, really, really sick the time so it spelled out sick dog and we i remember at that moment we all of us pulled our hands off the planchette and we were like what the fuck is going on oh, i'm totally getting the chills right now i've been having chills for 15 yeah, minutes christine's so... face the entire time <laughs> that this story has been going on has just been True in a story, permanent guys. state of like uh. yeah 
She well, this gets more interesting. Oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> the board spells out sick dog. So my aunt, for some reason, starts to think, I believe, that this had something to do with Carrie. So he asks, or my, my cousin, my aunt asks, like, who is in this house? And it spells out he on the board. And so my aunt asks, are you connected to the house or the family? And it spells out Carrie again. Oh. And goosebumps on my face. It hurts. Like, I remember like kind of freaking out at this point because we're like, okay, there's a spirit that lives in the garage that is like obsessed with my cousin. Weird. So I'm gonna have diarrhea. Yeah. It gets a little weirder. So my aunt oh, no. starts to ask questions like, do you love Carrie? And he's the board spells out Carrie again. And so my aunt's like, do you follow her? And then it spells out her name again. This was like over and over again. It kept like saying It's not Carrie a very smart ghost. <laughs> so then later my aunt asks, are you male or female? And again, it spells out he. And so she's like starting to, my family's like really into my personal family's history in the town that I grew up in, just mm -hmm. because we owned a lot of farmland there. We ended up selling off half of the town pretty much to some developers like in the late 90s. My family's like been really interested in like their history in this particular town I grew up in in California. So my aunt starts to ask who this person is. A name is spelled out on the board that is Jeremiah Hedgefield. This was a complete name that was spelled out on the board. So my aunt took this name down and ended up referencing it in the city records like two days later and this person 100% existed in this town. Oh, weird. Super weird. So we come to find out through the board and the end of the night, this person, Jeremiah, had been living in the garage and had been following my cousin around since her birth, essentially. Because we were, like, wondering and kept asking it questions, like, do you follow Carrie? Yes. Like, are you around? Yes. Like, and it kept saying, Carrie, 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 like, over and over and over again on this board. My cousin is freaking out at this point. This is, like, we're, like, right an hour into so. this. Mm -hmm. And there were, like, many, many, many weird things that were happening like can you give us a sign that somebody is here and no joke the like lights flickered in the kitchen everything in the house ah, stop it <laughs> sorry my computer just like <laughs> touched the mouse in a while and christina <laughs> almost died <laughs> yes okay sorry why did um, it have to be right at that moment <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Wow, okay. Jeremiah Hedgefield, get out of here! Yes, yes. So anyways, we find out that this person had actually lived in the town turn of the century, 1800s times, and was actually like a farmer in the town, had died when he was 25 years old, and had was married to a woman named Carrie. Oh! Which we found out later, and she had died much younger of a disease of some kind. Dysentery. Probably. Probably. <laughs> fear possibly <laughs> um by the end of the evening we're like fully freaked out on this house right yeah. um we end up wrapping up the ouija board and did you my, say did you say goodbye did you say goodbye we said goodbye okay good. <laughs> <laughs> my god <laughs> I believe you wrapped up as well as we could, but we were super freaked out. My cousin was literally like shaking and crying at this point. We didn't really know what was going on at this time. My aunt ends up referencing this person and finds them in the city like records as a person that actually existed in the town. Things get like a little weirder after this. So my, um, my aunt and uncle also had this little parrot. It was like this African parrot that they had in the house. Hmm. Yeah. We had come to find out that Jeremiah had been following Carrie around for a 
really long time and one of his favorite things to do was to like turn on and like mess around with all of the like decorations in the house. Post this event, every single time like the house was decorated, in the middle of the night, Jeremiah would come in and turn all of the decorations on. My aunt and uncle would totally decorate their entire house, like from head to toe, like for Christmas and Halloween and every single event. Around Christmas and particularly Christmas, like in the middle of the night, like the tree would come on, like everything would, like everything would come on at once. Ugh. It was so creepy. And their little parrot, after the, like about a couple weeks after this, would, I saw him do this multiple times, would stop and look at something in the room and go, he's here, and watch someone ew, walk ew, across ew, ew. the room. Oh no. There was a time about two or three weeks after this, and I actually asked my aunt about this at well, and she said this totally happened. We were all sitting around watching a movie in the front room, and the little parrot squawks and says, he's here, and stops and just watches him walk, watches something walk across the room. Thanks. And I we all oh. shit our pants oh my God. at that moment. Ugh. So, flash to now, my cousin is a full-time psychic medium, and that is her job. Carrie? Oh, wow. Yes. Oh! So she oh. found out, actually happy story to this ghost story, that she was actually being followed for her entire life yeah. by, like, hooded creatures and people, and they followed her forever um, until she realized that she actually was, a, like, psychic medium. Because mm -hmm. they know that they could talk to her. Because yeah. they knew that they could talk to her. So my cousin was a cheerleader in high school and was, like, valedictorian and, like, was blonde and all these things and just this, like, total Southern California girl, and she is now a full-on, like, pagan witch yeah. who, uh, <laughs> you know, embraces every single part of, like, her past and the other side and has become, like, a really, really important, like, integral part of my family. We all look back on that time and, like, some we regret some of the things we said about her and just not even realizing what her potential was or it anything was, that was going on You guys just didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, we totally did not understand anything. And now knowing a lot more about the spirit world and understanding a lot more about this as an adult, we have very like deep history of like witches and Romanies in my family, mm -hmm. which I had no idea. Wow. And so I talked to Carrie and she had uh, brought all this information out for us like many, many, many years later. Nice. That's my story, guys. Wow. Oh wow, my uh, god. So happy ending. Right. But, happy ending. Yeah, I like that happy, happy ending. ending. Yeah. Happy ending. I was a little worried when you were saying that she had she was like taking meds and stuff. I was like, Yeah, she but stopped what taking about medication today? much later. Yeah, no, nothing. She uh, actually embraces her uh, ability as a psychic medium and that is her full time job. That's Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about spirits that follow you your entire life. Christine, you have something that has followed you. Yeah. I didn't know what it was at first. Mm -hmm. uh, now I believe most of it is my sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. Most of it is sleep paralysis, but also um, I see lots of shadow figures in my dreams. And But uh, when I first had sleep paralysis, it literally feels like you, I mean, obviously, oh, it feels like you're paralyzed. You can't breathe. Mm -hmm. You can't, you're so scared. You can't open your mm -hmm. eyes. You can't, talk, you can't, can't move, you can't anything. And you have this overwhelming feeling of somebody sitting on top of you, mm -hmm. holding your eyes shut, holding your mouth shut, or having some hands around your throat or something. But do you remember that dream that you had where you were calling to Apollo oh, in your dream God. and he actually woke he you actually up? He actually did wake me up. Yeah. So I think it was after this that you gave me the rosary. Yeah. And was like, pray, Christine, <laughs> pray to your God. Right. And I'm not, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty atheist, so. 
so that meant something. <laughs> yeah, so this dream was, it was me in my old apartment, and it was dark, and I was thrown from my bed into my bathroom, and I was looking at my reflection, and it was smiling at me. But it wasn't like a, hey, how's it going, bitch? Smile. It was like a, fuck you, bitch, smile. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I tried to run away, and it kept bringing me back. I tried to run away, and it kept bringing me back. And she was, like, getting closer and closer and closer in the mirror. And I ran to Apollo, my old 180-pound Great Dane. In the dream, I ran to him, and I grabbed him by the collar, and I said, you gotta wake me up, buddy. You gotta wake me up. And I started being pulled back towards the bathroom. And it felt like hands were on me, like, pulling me back to the bathroom. And I was like if I go back there she's gonna kill me uh right at that time I started hearing barking and I woke up and Apollo who was very scared of boundaries you mm -hmm. could literally put a stool in the hallway oh, and he <laughs> would be like well shit guess I can't yep. go down the hallway <laughs> and <laughs> We used to put a chair, literally a chair in the hallway so he couldn't come and wake us up in the mornings. And he was at this chair, like trying to push past this chair, barking and trying to get to me. And I was like, I must have been calling out in my sleep, like, you know, or something. But I remember in the dream, like grabbing onto him and I'm like, you gotta wake me up, buddy. You gotta wake me up. Cause I had the, like, this is a dream and I gotta get out of here. Mm -hmm. And I told you about it, and mm -hmm. you were like, pray for your sins, child. <laughs> pray for your sins, child. <laughs> well, for the longest time when you were telling me about it, I was like, this sounds like some sort of demon that's, like, trying to get... And didn't your dad... My... Yeah, my dad, he sees shadows up on the walls, and my mom has seen similar things, and my sister, when she was over in Baumholder, Germany, she would feel presences, like, sitting on the bed next to her while she was trying to sleep, and mm -hmm. so our whole family has certain, like, experiences with this, yeah. And I'm so over it now that I'm in my 30s. Right. I'm so over it. I'm just like, if I feel it coming on, because I can feel it coming on sometimes, yeah. the sleep paralysis, demon, whatever you want to call it. I can feel it. And I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. I don't have time for this shit. Get away from me, demon. And so I'll literally like either ignore it or I'll make sure that as it's coming on, I roll over because it doesn't happen to me while I'm on my side or my stomach. Mm -hmm. Um, it happens to me when I lay on my back. Yeah. So I'll just immediately roll over. And it's happened to my siblings before too. Mm -hmm. Like one of my siblings said it came, like something came into her room and she was like, I don't have time for this. Rolls over. <laughs> I was like, man, when I was your age, I was like, what? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I, I have a ghost story. Oh. That I will share. I think Christine, you've heard this, but you haven't Buffy. So, okay. so I used yeah. to do special effects makeup or film and I was asked to work on a film that took place at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Kentucky. I remember this story. So. I hate it. This is starting out great already. All right. So I've always really been into ghosts and the paranormal ever since I was a kid. Just because I found it really interesting. And my dad also kind of fueled that fire because he used to give me ghost story books like constantly. So 
I was always really into it, and... There's literally a Freddy mask sitting right next to her. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, was really excited to go to this place that had such a huge paranormal history. Basically what the Waverly Hills Sanatorium was, was it was a hospital for tuberculosis patients, and then eventually it became a geriatric home, and then it was shut down. The unique thing about this place was it had what they called a death tunnel and it was a Sounds tunnel like a good time right <laughs> it was a tunnel that ran from the hospital all the way down to the railroad tracks and it was used to move bodies so that the other patients wouldn't see and it wouldn't upset them. It also had a room where they would bleed patients so basically after a patient died they would hang them upside down and cut them and then they would bleed them. It had a morgue. It had all of these things. It's a massive building. And so... Why would they bleed them? A lot of times people said it was because the infection was in the blood. Oh, 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 oh. And that's oh. how it was passed. Uh, sometimes right. it was meant for mass graves uh, because... You need to fit more bodies in there. Oh, squish them together. Yeah. yeah. So there was a myriad of reasons and I can't say exactly which one was the correct one in that instance. We go, I became pretty good friends with the guy who was um, a lighting tech. So we kind of hung out a lot on set and we had a couple nights where we did like our own ghost investigations, like all the cast and crew and it was really fun. And- Doesn't sound like fun. For me, it was fun. <laughs> I should clarify. I'd be the one in the back going, no! It, it was fun for me. <laughs> so this one day, it's broad daylight. It's like two in the afternoon. It's Kentucky in the summer. It's hot. The sun is shining. Uh, we had just finished filming on the third floor and I was gathering all of my stuff together and the guy, the lighting guy was going to come and help me carry out my stuff downstairs where the rest of the cast and crew was waiting. While I was doing this, I got this feeling there was somebody staring at me. Everybody knows that feeling. I look down this hallway and the best way I can describe this hallway is it's a really long hallway and there's a bunch of rooms. All of the doors are taken off so there's not any sort of obscuring factor where there would be shadows or anything like that, especially in the daylight. It's just bright. I see this thing standing in the middle of the hallway and it is basically a very tall black humanoid shape mass. And it almost looks like static. Like it's not quite solid. It's fuzzy around the edges and it's almost like it's twitching, but I can't really <laughs> tell Christine hates it. <laughs> they hate it. And I, at this point, I'm like, I'm not moving. I'm just staring at this thing. Lighting guy comes up and he's like, hey, Julie, are you ready to go? And I'm like not breaking eye contact with this thing because I know the minute that I it break eye eyes. contact. No, it didn't have eyes. Oh. But I know I'm just staring at it because I know the minute that I stop looking at it, it's going to either run at me or something's going to So, <laughs> So I'm sitting there and he's like, what are you looking at? And he looks down the hall and he goes, what the fuck is that? Oh, shit. And so I said, okay, so you see this too. Like, this isn't just me. And he goes, yeah. I see it. What is it? And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, okay, just leave your stuff. We're just going to run. We'll come back and get it later. He's like, I'm going to count to three. So he starts counting. And this thing apparently had a neck because it like, <laughs> it bent neck womaned like to the side a little bit. Oh, stop it. And I was like, fuck it. And I 
booked it. And so we're running down this hallway and it was going to take, I mean, it was a pretty decent yeah, run. goosebumps on my ears and <laughs> on my armpits right now. It was a pretty decent run. I'm sweating. <laughs> no, I'm sweating. So we're like No, running. I'm sweating. <laughs> we're running down the hall and all we hear is just boom, 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 boom. Like something is running after us. Mm-mm. And we hit the first set of stairs, run down that. I think I jumped the last two flights of stairs because I was not, I was like, absolutely not. You're not going to eat me. So I jumped the last two. <laughs> the minute that we hit the ground floor where everybody is waiting from us, there's this huge, loud, like, like howl, like a scream howl. Sort of. Like it's, it's super loud. Everybody in the crew is like, what? just happened did it sound human no creepy it didn't sound like an animal that i had heard but you know i am also being as into the paranormal as i am i am also one of the biggest skeptics of the paranormal because there are so many things that can be attributed to certain things but this was more of like a gut feeling for me this Mm -hmm. wasn't just like a i saw it this was a i felt it too after that Nothing really else happened as far as I was concerned. A lot of people on the cast and crew felt things, saw things, all that good stuff. So the day that we were leaving, I was getting all my stuff together. We were about to get into this van to take us to the airport. And I was standing on the ground and I just happened to glance up to the same floor that we were on. And this thing was standing in the window. And it's like, got your makeup brushes. Right? It's Don't like, I look pretty? It's like, bitch, I got your things. <laughs> no, they went back and got those. But it's standing in the window and it's just standing there. And I'm like looking up at it and I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. I'm done. So I get in the car and we leave. And I mean, it's one of those things that if it hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't have necessarily even believed it. But it did. And I was like, I had no explanation for it. You didn't. Other people were with you. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody else saw it. Yeah. Which was also kind of really creepy to me. And it was funny because the lighting guy, we were, we waited at the airport for about the same amount of time. And he was like, so are we going to pretend like that didn't happen? Well, I mean, no, (laughs) but... I just jumped again. I know. (laughs) It did happen, but at the same time, I was like, I am a firm believer that if you invite these things, they will follow you. So. And so I was not about that. Don't mess with the Ouija board, kids. And I actually collect Ouija boards. I have a very, very old one in my kitchen, and I refuse to use it just because... You never know what things are attached you to. You just those. like to taunt the spirits. I have you, but I'm not going to play with you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, I, um, you saying inviting, you don't want to invite spirits in. Uh, I have a story that goes, that piggybacks onto that, that was like maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. right when we moved into our duplex that we're in now. We were sitting watching TV and we have this, this light that you have to turn on with a switch mm-hmm. and it's an and symbol. You know, the and symbol light that's in my house. It's like a uh, marquee sign yeah. is what it looks like, but it's just an and symbol. So we're watching TV, all of a sudden it turns on. I decide to be a little brat and I go, ooh, is there a spirit here? And Chase goes, what? And I go, the light, it just turned on. And I want to know, is there a spirit here? 
And Chase kind of was like, eh, whatever. And I go, if you want to talk to us, give it, a, give us a sign. And the literal thing started flickering. Oh yeah. shit! And Chase goes, Christine, you're not supposed to let it in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And then it started all kind of like making sense. We've saged my house, but we forgot to leave a window open. So basically, the spirits were basically just running around like, you're never gonna catch me. Never gonna catch me. <laughs> So basically, things happened when we moved into our duplex. Uh, when we were moving all our stuff in, Freya, my Great Dane, went over to a dark corner. Oh, and, I remember that. Yeah, hackles up, start growling mm-hmm. at a dark corner. Like nothing oh, was happening. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you're just a weird dog. And then that and symbol thing happened. And then one time she she goes upstairs like half a second before me and flips out, turns around, runs downstairs again, hackles up, tail tucked, like barking, growling. And I'm like, what's going on? And I had to go upstairs and like turn on every light. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Scooby-Doo going around the corner like, like no. <laughs> and I turned on every light. I opened every door and I showed her everything was fine. And then she kind of calmed down, but I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And well, we saged my house. I had like this whole little sage party at my mm-hmm. house and people were talking about like different energies that they felt and whatnot. And I'm like, well, I don't feel anything, but cool. And they're, <laughs> we're saging my house and kind of they're saying where they're getting, you know, different energies from and whatnot. And, and then literally not even a week after this happens, my friend sends me a text and it's, saying it's a meme of saying y'all gonna be sage in your house but not leave a window open all your spirits are gonna be running around hiding from you Mm -hmm. i was like damn it we didn't open a window i went to the dollar store and i got shower caps to put over all my fire alarms but did i leave a window open no no I am a firm believer that Ouija boards definitely are a doorway. Um, so conduit. are conduit. So are mirrors. Mirrors are a conduit. Actually, there is a specific type of mirror called a scrying mirror. Oh, that it's not you called can... an Oculus mirror. No, <laughs> it's called it. Yeah, it's called a scrying mirror, and it's basically used to contact the other side. I have always been way more interested in demons. <laughs> than spirits <laughs> i mean I, bust out those ouija boards. right spirits interest me but i don't know the exorcist is probably one of my all-time favorite movies and i was always really fascinated by demons when i was younger and i don't know why i have several books what am i talking about several i have probably 20 books on different demons and their origins and i have actually somewhere in my house i have the rites of exorcism so just in case <laughs> If y'all need an exorcist for hire, call me. (laughs) I personally can say I've never had any experiences with demons, but I do know someone who has. The story that they told me was so creepy. So I don't know if you guys know anything about Zozo and Ouija boards. Christine doesn't, Buffy does. Basically, when you're playing with a Ouija board, if the Ouija board starts to spell out Z-O-Z-O-Z-O, or reverse that, O-Z-O-Z-O-Z. You need to close the board and you need to get rid of it. You need to say goodbye and go away. (laughs) You need to close that shit and get rid of it. So so Zozo is also another name for Pazuzu, which is... Sounds like a nice dog name. uh, It's the demon, actually, that possessed Regan in The Exorcist. It's a real demon. It's a Sumerian demon. Uh, Pazuzu was the demon of the air. When people 
people use Ouija boards, they have reported having the Ouija board essentially hijacked and it will start spelling out Z-O, 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 Z-O. If they don't close it, people have reported being scratched, bitten. They've had things happen to them. They've even had people claim to be possessed until they close the board. A friend of mine was in high school and he's quite a bit older than I am. And he was in high school and his mom was uh, into the whole spiritualist movement and she had a Ouija board one night. He and his friends were hanging out at his house. They were alone. His parents were gone. They decided to play with the Ouija board. And his mother said, you know, just make sure that you're asking yes or no questions and you close the board when you're done. He and his friends are playing with the Ouija board. They're asking questions. They're not really getting any answers until he asked, is there anybody here? What is your name? And then the planchette just started moving back and forth. Zio, 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 zio. At that point, they just stopped playing. They just let the board and they just put it in the box and put it away. They didn't close it. And by closing it, there are different ways to close it, but the generalization is that you round the board three times with the planchette and then move over goodbye and you say goodbye and the board is closed. They put it back and they just forget about it. So one of his friends was spending the night and they were sleeping in his room. And at 3 a.m., which is the witching hour, if you don't know, it basically is the direct inversion of 3 p.m., which is supposedly the time of Christ's death. It is also by many people regarded as the time when the veil between this world and the next is the thinnest. So that's kind of the time oh. when spir spiritualist activity... Same as All Hallows Eve. The yes. veil is the thinnest on that night. Yes. That explains why I wake up at 3 a.m. all the time. Yes, it does. It's the time. Um, <laughs> so... so. <laughs> I woke up at 3 a.m. the other day and I was under my weighted blanket and I was like, oh, it's so hard to move. And I like went to go get some earplugs because Chase was snoring real loud yeah <laughs> i leaned over and freya was standing oh and i look over and i just kind of like do a head bob towards her and she goes ha! and like <laughs> she was like super scared and i was like i was like stupid like, put my earplugs in and went to sleep but like she was standing and like staring at me <laughs> oh god he and his friend are sleeping and he wakes up at 3 a.m. and he hears something in the kitchen. He thinks that maybe his mom is home or something like that. And so he gets up and he walks out into the kitchen. There's like a table in the middle of the kitchen and all the chairs are pushed back from the table. And he's like, well, I thought I put those back in, but okay. And so he like pushes all the chairs back and he turns around, goes, and I guess the way that his house was, was a, a hallway and the kitchen was kind of open. But when you went down the hall, there were, I think he said a bathroom, his room, and then his parents' room was on the other side of the hall. So when he went to go around the corner, the door to his parents' bedroom was open and he walked down the hall and he turned to go in his parents room and he said I couldn't really see anything because it was dark in there all I could feel was that there was somebody in there that was like staring at me he said so I quickly turned on the light you know and he said there was nothing there he said when I turned off the light like in that split second before the room kind of plunges into into darkness there was somebody standing in the corner of his parents room and all he saw were yellow eyes lights out yeah oh yeah no he was like eh. so he he turns off the light and he said he shut the door and he ran into his room and he was like trying to wake his friend up and he was like hey man there's somebody in the house somebody in the house and he's like mm -mm. 
are you talking about? So they go out into the hallway and he goes to turn on the hall light and the lights don't work. He starts walking down the hallway. He hears from the opposite end of the hallway, which is where their front door was. He hears like footsteps that are walking up the hall, but they're not like regular footsteps. They're like, no, oh, no, God. like basically like walking really quick. Like, no, why is that so creepy? I know, I know, it's so much. <laughs> I am so upset to have kids someday I and know, hearing right? them run. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, <laughs> there's a demon in my house. <laughs> His so, name is Tony. <laughs> so, so he and his buddy like freak the fuck out and they run into the living room and the, in the living room on the coffee table was where the Ouija board was. They had put it in the box, but they had put it in the box with the planchette on top of it. And in from the, from the box, they could hear the planchette go. <gasps> and they took the lid of the box off and it's just spelling Z-O-Z-O-Z-O-Z. And so he's like, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And he's freaking out. And so this was before cell phones. He couldn't like text his mom and be like, mom, what do I do? He's like, I remember my mom saying something about I have to close the board. So he takes the planchette and he just like runs it over goodbye like three different times. And then like everything essentially stops. He like takes the board and he takes it outside and he's like, I'm lighting this motherfucker on fire. <laughs> so he goes and gets lighter Smart. fluid. Smart. Throws it in, the, in their like grill, dumps lighter fluid all over it, and then burns it. And his mom's like, that was a relic. <laughs> right. So then he and his he friend are like. Porch the next day. So Burned. He and his friend like are too freaked out. They can't go to sleep. So they just stay up all night. The next morning his mom comes home and she's like, why are you guys awake? And so he tells her the whole story. And she like freaks the fuck out. She's like, you know, we're not having. She's like, we have to move. <laughs> we have to move. <laughs> She like sages the whole house, but she does it right. Uh. <laughs> and he said nothing ever happened. And then when he was older, he asked his mom, you know, he was like, hey, you know, do you remember that time? And she explained all of this to him about what Zozo actually was. And he was like, that was the creepiest thing that has ever happened to me. And I'm just like, oh, thanks. I hate it. <laughs> God. I know. It's so creepy. Everybody, I, I am a firm believer in that everybody has a creepy story. Mm -hmm. Something that happened to them. Whether it was paranormal, whether you saw Bigfoot. Or something you just can't explain. Right. right. Veil is always thin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always. And I mean, I like I'm not a wholehearted believer in aliens, but man, that that freaks me out, honestly. Sometimes more than ghosts. Well, what an awful waste of space right? if there's no aliens. There's out no there. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Buffy, for sharing that horrible creepy story with us yeah <laughs> you're welcome i'm gonna have some great dreams tonight. oh yeah no i'll get a text from christy tomorrow morning like i hate you so much <laughs> welcome to my actual life right oh, oh my god <laughs> okay well um thank you guys so much for listening we really do appreciate it as usual please follow us on all of our socials um i think i've said it a million times but i'll say it one more time best friends horror story on instagram BF Horror Story on Twitter. Please rate, like, subscribe, hit the button, do the thing. And we'll see you guys very soon in the next episode. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.